But the Bible also gives us a strong assurance because the Bible is the manual for life as it has been said over and over again. Apart from that, the Bible is the word of God in printed form. So if you want to know the mind of God, go to the Bible. You will have clear vision of what the, the mind of God is. Praise the Lord. And today I want to talk to you about some of the things. It is amazing that there is power in weakness. But a lot of people don't know that. Hello? Are you ready? I said there is a lot of power in what? Please listen to me carefully. I'm talking, I'm talking to you about Christianity. Um, it looks like anybody who is sufficient in themselves always has God backing away from them. I don't know if you understand what I mean. Anytime you feel like my hand can do it, my mind can do it, my ability, I'm educated, my bo masters, my bo PhD, uh, I come from a wealthy family. My name opens door, my surname opens doors for me. That is where you have God moving away from you. Are you here with me? Some people, they don't have big name, they don't have good name. Their fathers didn't get them a good name. But they believe in their minds. I am tactical. I am systematic. I am, I can, I am sharp. I can program situations. You didn't read the Bible. The Bible says in all your ways, acknowledge him. He said, do not lean on your own. And uh, he knows you have understanding. What he means is that you can reason. But he says, do not rely on your... Because the more you rely on your own understanding, the more you get locked in life. The reason why I'm saying this is because the devil is over a thousand years old compared to your age. He has seen situations and played out situations in the lives of people. He knows the familiar spirit of your family. He knows the weakness of your family. He knows the things that give him legitimate grounds in your family. So the more you rely on your mind, the more you shift from God. And this morning, I want us to come to the place where understand that the more weak you are, the more strong you are in God. The more weak you are in the flesh, the more it looks like you don't matter. The more it looks like you are not adequately prepared. The more it looks like you, you are not cut for that beautiful life. The more God qualifies you. So there has been a jargon. The Lord does not call the qualify. He qualifies the call. Hallelujah. It's amazing how the church has been under pressure from the day Jesus died. <laughs> right? Amazingly, the church has never been to war. Hello? We've never fought anybody. The church of Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about another church. I'm talking about the proper church of Jesus Christ. You understand? We have never drawn a sword. In fact, we are the ones who always run away from the chase. We are always on the run. However, in that seemingly weak state the church keeps expanding. What am I telling you? Never ever think that any time you are weak, you, are, you come across as weak, it means that you are truly weak. Any time you are weak, you are actually backed 
God. A typical example, let me put the church aside. A typical example is the way we treat orphans and poor people. The Bible says that if you don't know and you touch an orphan, you have touched him. The Bible says, if you don't know and you suppress the poor, he will come after you. So as I'm here, I'm rather afraid of an orphan and a poor person. Because in their seemingly weak place, they have the mighty one to be their strength. So I, I'm here to talk to you this morning for you to understand. Those who are Shewaga is an old term. I know you don't get it. Those who think that are not the level, keep knowing. Oh, yeah, tactical. You know how to maneuver. Keep maneuvering. There is a block. There is a block that God puts in people like that their way. He will bring you to your wit's end. He will make sure. He will make sure you get to the door. You are trying to open. <laughs> you use every key. Every key. That, that key will not open that door. Please, I'm here to tell you. Anytime you rely on God, it is proof that you have no strength in yourself and rather God is your strength. That is why God says, despite no small beginnings. Despite no small beginnings. Today I want to talk to you about the power of knowing the character of God. The power of knowing the character of God. How do you know your God to be? Take me to Psalm 50 from verse 1 to verse 4. God said, I'm the Lord your God, I change not. What it means is that what he is in Genesis is the same God in Revelation. Hello? Praise the Lord. Whatever God is in Genesis is the same in Revelation. Just that because our mind is slow, he has to keep breaking it down for us to be able to understand him. So you read the Bible, you get to a place, you see the nature of God in a certain way. You think, that, hey, God, he's soft too. Another time you see, hey, he's hard too. No. He's the same God. He doesn't change. But you think that he changes. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. The mighty one, God, the Lord, has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun to its going down. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty God will shine forth. Our God shall come and shall not keep silent. One of the characters of God is that he does not keep. So when things are happening, don't think that he doesn't have a, a say in the matter. Hallelujah. I like this. A fire shall devour before him. And it shall be very temp and then tempestuous. King James, no. And New King James. King James, original King James said, it, it will be a great tempest all around him. So there's a fire there's a fire devouring around him, right? And it is it is a very great fire. 
Verse 4. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. So from today, know that the nature of God is that God judges people. God does what? Uh -huh. God judges. God is not the one who keeps silent. No. He talks. He's the judge of all the earth. So don't ever live your life and think that Oh, I'm on my own alone. I'm in this world alone. God does not care about me. God does not know. He knows 100% about you. He knows you. He cares about you. He's a judge of all things. What he means is that he, judge, he judges rightly and he judges injustice or wrong done. You understand? So we see that this man sitting in his throne with fire all around him is a very great God. He said he orders the day from the rising of the sun to its going down. So nobody starts the day. Nobody started today that God didn't know that he started. Nobody will end today that God did not know or does not know that they must end today. In fact, he makes you start the day and he makes you finish the day. He's the one who makes sure that your life is the way it is right now. Because if not for the goodness of the Lord, do you know what the devil would have done to you? That man does not understand what mercy means, the devil. I mean, we've, we've heard it all over the place. You go to Babalao, you go to Jujuman, you say, I want so so and so. It's okay, put this one down. Put this one down. The devil does not care whether you are rich or poor. You must put something down. Hey. But he said, come unto me, all you who are burdened and are heavy laden. He said, I will give you, hey, you want to go and get rest from the devil. That is the devil I'm talking about. But God said, come to me. In fact, Isaiah says that come to me and buy without money. Who buys without money? Only in the kingdom. I said, I'm here to introduce to you the nature and the character of God. Praise the Lord. So, he, he, he is the almighty one. And there are so many things about him that we have to learn. Another one, Psalm 78 from verse 35 to 39. Psalm 78 from verse 35 to verse 39. Let's look at it. Then they remembered that God was their rock. Then they remembered that what? Nature said they got to a place where they forgot about. A lot of us, eh, we come to a place of comfort. We come to a place of joy. We come to a place of fulfillment. Then we forget that God was the one who brought us there. Then we begin to talk big. From here, I'll go to here. From here, I'll do this. And I'll buy this and I'll buy that. This thing, I like it and I'll do this. You are consumed with yourself. You don't remember to get up and say, Lord, you are my rock. And that is why I'm here. I will force you to remember God. You didn't say amen at all. Amen. I said, I will force you not to forget in your glorified state that somebody carried you there. Praise the Lord. They remember that God, God has been their rock since so. So it means that a man can get to a place where they will forget that God is a rock. 
the Bible says that, and after he has blessed you, and you, after you have eaten and you are full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. A lot of people forget that God brought me here. Now they become tactical. A typical example is Saul. You were nobody. The only thing you had is height. And you were fine. Asa. And God called you and said, come and be a king. You were dummy. And God put the spirit of prophecy on you. And you started prophesying. You didn't know what it meant to prophesy. And the people saw you and said, hey, have you now become a prophet? After you prophesied and God pushed you into his, that you became the first king of Israel. I think that it would have been a better place for him to humble himself. But you see, when grace finds a man, sometimes we think that we found ourselves. Praise the Lord. Are you listening to me? Don't forget that God is the one who lifts. And after he lifts you, he's the one who sustains. Because everyone in this room needs lifting. Everyone sitting here, including myself, we need lifting. So when the Lord targets you and says, you, I will put my lifting power on you. And he begins to lift you. Don't look to yourself. Don't look away. For God is a blesser. Hallelujah. Now, this Saul guy I'm talking about, he was weak, but all of a sudden he became mighty. And because he became mighty, he decided not to obey the instructions of God. He decided to do what he likes. And I'm saying that a lot of us, when we, when we didn't have tactics, we didn't have the know-how, we didn't know how to sustain and build ourselves and make sure that we attain certain goals. And God now benevolently, or out of his free will, gives to us and after we occupy that slot, then in our minds, we think it is now our responsibility to maintain ourselves there. Can I tell you? What you do in your low state is the same thing you must do in your high state. Did you get that? The level of prayer that you soak in your low state is that same level of prayer you soak in your glorified state. It is evident that we are all here and we are no more where we used to be. We are now on a different plane of glory. And the Lord has been good to us. And because of that, we cannot take it for granted that it, the Lord has done nothing meaningful to our lives. Hallelujah. So then, they remembered that God was their rock. And the most high God, their redeemer. The one who saves them from trouble. I say, you can come to a place and wow, oh, so ah. hey, champion. When somebody asks you, how did you get this level of success? You know, you know, you have to be tactical. You have to work hard. Hard work brought me here. Hard work. Are you sure it is hard work? My brother, my, is it true? Is it hard work? No, oh, answer. Is it hard work? Oh, pastor, you don't know. You've not studied like I studied. I did medicine. So what? So what? If you've studied long enough, you find out that the more you learn, the more hungry you are. You can learn uh, and all of a sudden become hungry. And you must go and get something to eat. You try learning and their mind is blocked and let's see. Have you gotten there before? 
you learn uh, when you learn it bounces it doesn't go it doesn't absorb it bounces it doesn't go oh says somebody supplies the energy for you to be able to have and uh, <laughs> I want to paint that small picture for you so that you will know when God says somebody is your redeemer when God says he is your redeemer what it means is that without his ability to buy you out of trouble legally say that this one cannot be harmed this one cannot be hurt you will be hurt entirely nothing will be remain nothing will remain of you nothing will be left of you next verse nevertheless they flattered him with their mouth. This is God they are talking about. Too. And they lied to him with their tongue. <laughs> Verse 37. For their heart was not steadfast with him. Nor were, were they faithful to his covenant. Yet look at God. Yet look at God. Next. This is the character of God. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. Yes, many a times he turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. Next verse. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that passes away and does not come again. Those who believe in reincarnation, tiha. You are saying that when you die and go and come, you don't want to be human. You want to be a rat. A cat will catch you. A cat. Obechiwari. I will learn something. He says, they were not faithful to him, but he remained faithful. He said, why should I harm human beings? They don't love me. They don't keep the covenant. He said something. Look at it. He said, but when he looks at man, he says they are flesh. What he means is that in the eyes of God, your flesh is useless. <laughs> For he remembers. Let not your height give you advantage in life. Except it's for the army or police. Or except it's for soccer and you're a defender or a striker. Even a Numpo Martinez say you can be a short man and play there. I'm talking to Manchester people. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Hallelujah. So I'm saying that never rely on your physical ability. Whatever God has made you, your strength is not in your looks. Your strength is not in your makeup, in your physical structure. That is not where your strength is. There is dynamism in the spirit that God has decided to give to you. It is not in your physical strength. Now observe. He said, but he remembered that they were but flesh. A breath that passes away. When you breathe right now, you just breathe out life, right? And then you breathe in life. What does he tell you? God is the sustainer of that breath in you. He makes sure that when you breathe out life, which is supposed to be your last... There's a breathing again, which is an inhaling of another life. So you need God every second you breathe in and out. Because to breathe in is to breathe in God. To breathe out is to breathe in the, the life that is in you. 
So the Bible calls it that. It says, and he breathed his last breath. Look at the character of God. If he did this for the children of Israel, now he brought us into a better covenant. According to the book of Hebrews, he said he swore by an oath. He swore by an oath. And when he finished swearing by an oath, he added the testament. Hallelujah. Some of you are confused about what I'm saying. Go to our podcast. There, there are messages there. It's called covenants. Go and, go and listen. You understand what I'm saying. What you don't know about your Christian work, you, the devil will beat you about it. God did not only give you a covenant. He added a testament. What does it mean? A testator that is not is not truly a testator except he dies. So Jesus died so that the testament which he left, which is a will, can be given to you. That is why every believer in Christ must be rich. Have you not read? He was rich, but for your sake he became so that you through his might become Do you understand? It is the testament. It is a written document. It is called the Bible. Tuni Bible. You cannot read your elder brother's will. The Bible is the will, especially the New Testament. It is the will of Jesus Christ to the church. Hallelujah. And they became my fantonche. God specializes in helping the poor, helping the needy, and helping the weak person. Pastor, are you saying that anytime I'm walking, I should be like this? Do I walk like that? <laughs> Understand what I'm saying? Let, let people see you glorified. And when they come close to you, let them see a humble man. Let them see a quiet spirit person. Somebody who is loving, tender, and caring. Somebody who understands that God is truly God. Don't let people come to you and then when, hey, this person is a no-nonsense person. No nonsense. No nonsense. There's nothing in me no nonsense. The standards by which you hold others, you yourself will be held by it. One day you will fall to your own standards. It's not a prophetic word. It is not. <laughs> it is true. It shall come to pass. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, rather become weak. Paul said it. He said, for when I am weak, then you are. We see it in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9. Look at what he says. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9. And he said to me, this is Paul praying to Jesus. So if you read the King James, he said, the Lord said, so it is printed in red. My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect where? So when you are strong, grace is not made perfect for you. They are the people I'm afraid of. I am careful when I deal with them. The, listen, the person I'm afraid of is the person who has God as their defense. That is the person I'm afraid of. Never ever look at anybody because the, the world naturally... So if, if, you, if you see bullies, they literally bully the weak. 
It is the spirit of the devil in them. The day they meet a strong person, they themselves become why? Because there is a spirit of the world in them. TMU may say, be afraid of a man who has God alone as a source of strength and supply. So don't look at a man and say, you dear, you are this, and you are that. Oh, you are not. No, never ever throw anyone away. And that is why God says he despises not small beginning. He never starts with mighty things, boom, out of the blue. No, he will put you in the corner. No, he'll be filing you. The thing is painful, yet it's filing you. The thing is not nice, yet it's filing you. Because why? The Lord is looking at an ultimate end. I'm saying to you this morning, I said, be afraid of a person who has God alone as their source of strength and provider. Because when you look at those people and you think that they are doomed, you are the one who is doomed. Am I talking to the church? Look at the poor and have a heart of compassion for them. Look at the, the person who is lowly and think of them as God will say something for them. Never look to yourself and say, we dear. Especially when the Lord by his grace gives you something nice. Think that you are the one. I mean like a car was passing and there was a young girl driving the car. Another sister standing aside. Wemu kuramuchika. Wemu kuramuchika. Adjena say. A commanding your papa. And ninja nanone kasa asemno. Every time, order your words through the lens of scripture. Order your words through the lens of scripture. Order your words through the lens of scripture. Am I talking to you this morning? He said, anytime you are weak, his grace is made sufficient for you. So when you think that you must be strong in yourself, that is where you actually weaken yourself. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So when you are weak, then the power of God rests upon you. Did you hear that one? Esther. Who was Esther? Esther used weakness to push Vashti out of the place. They say, come and dance. You say, you won't dance. The chief say, come and shake your bottles. You say, you won't shake. Hey, you won't shake. Come and shake. You won't shake. Come and shake. You won't shake. Don't shake. Go. Now leave the palace. Go and, go and sleep home. Hey! Hey. In those days, what did they do? They only shake bottles. <laughs> shake bottles, keke. And sit on the throne. <laughs> Just come and shake your bottles. And then show your beauty. You, you say, eh. because of that. I brought, it looks like I brought a marriage retreat here. <laughs> Some, a lot of the married women, it, that is what has brought their marriage down. 
So I'll, I'll pack that one aside. The same Esther, a man called Haman, made a lot, manipulated the king to make a decree to kill Esther and her people. But in weakness, strength was made available. Don't ever, don't ever. You are man. You are man. Never come to the place of the hey, we dear, we are special. The thing that is hey, anything listen it is the grace of God that sustains every man that keeps every man so I'm telling you today I'm telling you today I said when that guy that Haman guy thought in his mind that I am doing whatever I can do to displace these people to make sure that they die the Lord pulled out a woman a woman a woman so when the decree was made, he knows that any time a decree is made, the king cannot go back on his word. Because when the king speaks, it is final. Do you understand? But look at what happened. Then something important happened. Then because of that, the king made another decree to counter this, that decree. Who is speaking for you? I want to ask you this morning. Who is speaking for you? Rather seek God to speak for you. His character is sure. You yourself, your character is shaky. Wankasa usubayenu eye shaky. Let God speak for you. When God speaks for the believer, they are sure to come back with victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Haman thought that he was going to kill the whole nation of Israel. Do you know why? Because what Saul did not do, he thought, he thought that he would do. How? Through trickery. Through Ajinkesia. You know that when the Lord sent uh, Saul, the first king that I spoke about, to go and destroy the... Who are they? Sweetie, you know. Who are they? The Amalekites. When, when he got there, he killed everybody. Mm? And then brought the goods. But apparently, he left. He brought the king to come and kill them, him in front of everyone. When he finished, apparently his son escaped. His son, right, is, is the, grand, the father of Haman. Do you understand? So, as much as the children of Israel were in slavery or they had gone into exile, it was a play of the same power that was supposed to be destroyed. But this one was using Abinkesia trickery. It is not God. Then the time came that destruction must happen to the children of Israel. And Esther fasted. Listen, I would, I would rather leave the issue. I would rather leave it. But somebody who is innocent and can fast, run. Don't come against me. Hallelujah. What I'm telling you is this. When it happened that way, and Esther who entered fasting mode, anytime you fast, you relegate human ability, human reasoning, human strength, human connections, 
and you put in foresight the strength and the connections of God, God will speak. Let me take a, talk, a detour here. Please, if you are here and you've not sat up in your own house the whole year, not because the church called for a fast, but you on your personal level, you say today, I am fasting and seeking God. You lock yourself in the room. You put off the phone. You suck everyone around you, all the Kokonsa girls. You suck them away. Then you lock. You remain with God alone. Please, chances are that there are certain things you may not get. Do that thing to your life and see. Especially if you want clarity to an issue in your life. Some of you, you I've told you that you have a call, but you're not sure. Go in prayer and see. Do that one day, two day, three day fast and see. The Lord will open your eyes into divine things. Hallelujah. I finished this by the way. Now let me come back. So this Esther woman broke Haman. He was the one who was hung there. How? Because now the favor of God was working for her. Another example will be David. When David was low, what happened to him? Everything became massacre. It looked like David, everything is not going to go well. Everybody is against him. David actually went to join himself to another nation. Oh! Prophesied king. Oh, now he's <laughs> he joined another nation to come and fight the nation. Was there. And then the, the advisor to the king of that nation said, hey, are you sharp? You go and employ somebody who comes from Israel to come and join you to fight Israel. Don't you know that when the fight becomes heated, he will turn against you and kill you. Let him go. That is why David didn't fight against his people. But David became a weak man. Haven't you seen his prayers? With a blow, break the jaw of my enemy. <laughs> it, it, does it look like a man who has strength? If he can do it, he is going to fight himself. But he tells God, God, with your own blow, break the jaw of my enemies. This is a weak man. Quickly. A typical example, the third example is in the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter is settled. The third one I'll give to you is Jesus. They were beating Jesus. They were pulling, dragging him on the floor, taking him to the cross. By the time he got to the cross, oh, the man is dead, he's weak, he's finished. Eh. Then the Cyrenian had to carry the cross. And then they nail him on the cross. The devil thought that. That is the weak man. Don't forget. The devil had come to Jesus when he was in the wilderness during the fast. After the fast, he said, turn these stones into bread and eat. Jesus said, lie, lie. I only eat what my mother has prepared. Did he say that? He said the word of God. The next thing he said, okay, bow down, give them. He said, oh, no, I only bow to my God. All those things came to pass. Now, he had persecuted Jesus. Now Jesus, he's finally gotten Jesus to the place of death. So seemingly, Jesus was in the weak place. But in his death, there was glory. You know that? It is because he died. That is why you and I are sitting here today. So when a man relies on God and he dies, it is not finished. When you think that you have brought him Kojo, to, it is not finished. There is actually life for him. Praise Jesus. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 1 to verse 10 then we close. First Samuel chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 10. 
Now this is the story of Hannah. She wanted a child. She didn't know what to do. And her other sister, uh, uh, rival, Penina, you can't give it. Hey, Seb, you dear crowd, yeah, yeah, and now collaba. Hello, uh huh. Do you understand? In the olden days, they said that if it was enjoyable, it means that you could get pregnant. Hey. But you and I in our day know that that is not what makes babies. That's why I'm asking, what part do men need to do to have babies? So Penny now, and then God came through for her. Look at it. And Hannah prayed and said, my heart, this is her prayer. Let's see whether she really asked for something in her prayer. And Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord for there is none besides you. Neither is there any God like our God. Nor is there any rock like our God. There's no rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is the God of knowledge. And by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken. And those who stumbled are gathered up with strength. He said the ones who are mighty. Their strength is broken. And the one who is low. They are actually lifted up. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread. The one who has money, he now went out that you hire me. They, they give themselves out to go and labor so that they can have food to eat. And the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has born seven. And she who has many children has become feeble. The Lord kills and makes alive. Hello. Don't forget. One day the Lord told me, if you do, I'll kill you. I can kill you. Nobody will question me. Some of you have not walked with God to a certain level. So you think that it is. Lord, I'm giving you time. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure are you normal it's not your boyfriend I'm talking about who. Did, did you hear what I said ready why not you are you are threatening God <laughs> Oh, man, you coupon deadline. A few we party my catchy while this one near the me pair. Oh, praise the Lord here. Listen, I'm showing you something. God is not your co equal. Are you my co equal? Who said here? You can't say here to God. 
Listen, you cannot say Chia to God. God is not your listen, He's not in your class. A yesu Christo no we wu and intim we peja yabenimu. Wanyani if you fum dina diabenimu. If anything, cheap him all the respect you can. He said, those who fear him. The word fear is the word reverence. Have res divine respect for him. He said, they, he shall exalt. Oh my God, time. Don't do that mistake, please. You, you are giving him time. You don't know that he gave you time. He gave you the time. <laughs> the Lord kills and makes alive. He said, more fear. He brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. Read it again. Ready? Go. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. So if you are here and God has made you rich, oh, you, you saw me five years ago, seven years ago. Serenity. I had no idea. I remember when we went to the marriage retreat, then this awful boy pulled out a picture and they were passing it around, passing it around. And asked, Why did you get this picture? Why did you get this picture? <laughs> Hallelujah here. If you look at your life, you notice that he has added some riches to your life. Be humble before him. His character and nature is goodness. He gives goodness. Therefore, don't let the goodness he gives to you make you think that you don't need him anymore and that you cannot submit yourself under him. Never ever do that. See, the Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he lifts up. Next verse. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ashes heap. The word ash heap is the word baller. But just refuse dump. Eh? So in Ghana we call it what? Uh, baller. So no, I cannot. Oh, you didn't get it. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the baller. To do what? Ready, go. Let's read. To uh -huh. We should do what? Calm down. Calm down. Sprinkle some water on it. When they have to, you get water. Eh? Sprinkle. Cool down. Cool down. Do you know people I respect? People the Lord has blessed, but they are humble. You can never take their riches away from them. But people who are rich and they flaunt it everywhere. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. He and He has set the world upon them. Next verse. He will guard the feet of his saints 
but the wicked shall be silent in darkness for by strength no man shall prevail last verse the adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces from heaven he will thunder against them the Lord will judge the ends of the earth he will give strength to his king Jesus and exalt the horn of his anointed Jesus once you are in Christ you are the one God is going to exalt once you are in Christ you are the one he's going to anoint I'm telling you today when the Lord anoints you, lifts you be what? humble the character of God is to bless, we saw it he said, even when they did not recognize him as their rock he still did good to them, why? because he said, he remembered that they are but flesh and the breath in them can cease and it will return no more so I'm telling you, that's why I told you when the Lord gave me the understanding, he said that the breathing in and the breathing out we do every time, it is, it is the basic way for every human being to know that he is the sustainer of their lives. When I saw it, I said, oh. you can be using somebody's breath. Now, the ding, ding. Borrowed life. <laughs> you are using it to talk. Big, 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 big. Hey, give me way. I want to kill. Kill what? <laughs> you want to destroy. Madam, my brother. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a big round of applause. You know that when I sit down, it means that you can ask questions. So if you have a question, I didn't say from the beginning, but if you feel like you have a question, you can ask. If you have a question, you can ask. If you have a question, you can ask. There's a question over there. Please ask. I want Christianity to be practical to you not, you didn't come to listen to a lecture. It's not an abstract thing. I'm talking to you about real life events. That's why I showed you. I said, be afraid of somebody who is lowly, looks poor, looks de dejected. It is not finished with them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Please, in this kind of era that uh, things are kind of difficult uh -huh. and you're trying to remain calm as you said <laughs> and things around us getting more more and more difficult yes <laughs> still trying to pray and still believe in God yes and still <laughs> so as a Christian as a believer mm. what is the next thing to do I like that I think it's a, it's a genuine question things are difficult things are hard Things are tight more. It looks like you've prayed, but things become even harder. What do you do? Um, I'll answer it in two ways. Number one, it could be that you are in a season of pruning. It could be that you are in a season of what? 
the Bible says that he will prune the tree so that it can bear much fruit. So when you find yourself in a tight place, in a difficult time, most of the time, one of the prayers to pray, Lord, show me your will. Uh, and I think it has helped my life. I never see anybody in a certain mood and I want to be like that person. No. I know my call. I know what the Lord called me to do. I know what he wants me to do in a certain season. My problem will be that am I going ahead of you, Lord? Am I lagging behind, Lord? Or I'm in perfect position? Do you get it? Uh-huh. So that is number one. Number two, it could be that you are under attack. So when you are not sure of the first and you are not sure of the second, pray the two. Because whereas it could be that you are in a season where the Lord himself wants to take you through hard times to bring the best out of you. It could be that the enemy is the enemy that is actually inflicting you with those things. What do you do? Prayer. What do you do? Fastings. What do you do? You seek the face of God concerning it. And one of the things that when I was growing up in the, in the Lord, my wife and I went through that training. It, it has always been easy for us to seek the face of God concerning a matter and get a response. I don't think, is anybody here who has found it, who has worked with us over some time and think it's difficult? Has it been difficult for you to know the mind of God concerning a situation? In fact, even sometimes when we don't know, he reveals to us, then we get to know. So, if I believe, I believe that this is the grace that the Lord has put upon us as heads of the church. And it will flow to everybody. You will hardly walk in error. Uh-huh. So, don't forget number two. Number two is critical. Any devil accessing my comfort zone Holy Ghost arrow, die by fire. <laughs> what I mean is that never ever cease to do warfare because as much as it is the will of God that you'll be trained, you'll be built up and you'll be groomed, the devil too is seeking a way to destroy you. So, you do here and then you do here. Thank you. Thank you. I hope I've answered you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Any other question? So please, from today, when you see me sit there, it means you can ask questions. Ten days of faith. Ten days of faith. I'll be sitting down. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Any more questions? Feel free to ask. Don't be worried. Feel free to ask. Have you seen the nature of God? The character of God. The personality of God. He's ever good. Ever faithful. Ever loving. Always ready to bless. But he needs you. To remain under him. So he can still keep doing what? Pouring on you. Please ask. Please turn it on. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Um. You, you spoke about humility. Yes. That time I was um discussing something with a friend. Okay. And 
I was saying I know someone. Mm. Not my mother. Okay. She's very very humble. Okay. Um <laughs> if you wouldn't know how she is. Like if she doesn't tell you who she is, you wouldn't mm. know. Mm. So I was and my friend was like that the humility is given by God. Yep. And I was wondering um I've been very humble like that. So I was I was actually debating with him that humility you can imitate or learn from someone. Yep. It's not um purposely um God giving it to you. Okay. He was like he's actually going to fast and pray for it. Yes. And I was like <laughs> no you can learn. Um the question is is it given by God or you can actually learn? Okay. Humility. The question the answer is yes and no. The reason why I say yes to that is because when you read Galatians 5, 22 and 23, it talks about how the fruit of the spirit. So now that you're born again, there is a fruit that you must bear from your spirit. Can you put it there? It's about the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Actually, is the word humility. In fact, there are, <clears throat> there are two things in here. The, he puts two words for humility. One is meekness. Give me King James. One is meekness. One is self-control. And you can understand that those are all things that God gives because you are born again. Okay. Take, take me back to verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Can you imagine? Faith is also a gift. Meekness, temperance. Against that there is no law. So you can actually pray for it. Lord, help me. Or give me the spirit of a humble man. And he will give it to you. In fact, there is a scripture that says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and you shall be lifted in due time. So, we see that humility brings you to the place of due blessings. You may, when you are humble, you don't have to fight for your own. The force of humility will bring you to the place of accessing. So, now where I say that, where you say that you can learn is true. <clears throat> One time, I was curving a dummy and then the motor came to hit the car, the light. When he finished, he said to me, you when I'm coming, you didn't see. Oh. And I thought, Okada man, there's traffic. This guy stopped for me to come in. You're approaching a junction, so you take your time. And I had been waiting to be to get the chance to enter. So I went out, but call. The guy hit the car, busted the light. So he said, Kwechi, Kwechi, Kwechi. I thought that he was on the floor. I thought that Miko Minima so. So, I just started negotiating. So, I wasn't on top speed. He was on that kind of speed coming towards me. So, I went back and I noticed that he didn't want me to drive over his motorbike. So, he pulled it out with blood and everything. He sat on the motor and then sped off. Hey! And I vowed in my heart. Anytime motorman cross me, I go crash him in the motor. Right? Then, 
daddy George told me a story. My spiritual father told me a story. He said he was driving on this new road that connects from Legon to <laughs> Hachu. And the motorbike from behind hit him. From behind though, hit his car. And he parked. And he went to, he said, oh, how are you? Is everything okay? Then he went to his car, brought out money and gave to him. The guy says, kick it away. Then he went back to the car, added some more and gave it to him. Oh, no, he said, I'm proud. Uh, you, you want to be humble I'm talking about true Christianity I'm not talking about the one that your father taught you at home that I'm not talking about that one I'm not talking about that one I'm talking about true godly humility the Bible says that and they insulted him but he did not insult back. Talking about Jesus. He said they spat on him. He did not spit back. They struck him on the face. He did not hit back. Hey! When they came to him they said Master, let's do something. A disciple, you people, you say it's Peter. It's not Peter. The Bible said a disciple draw the sword and cut off one of them their ear. Ene? Ene? Uh -huh. So when he cut off their ear like that, you know, Jesus picked it up and did a miracle right there. Put the ear back. And he said, don't you know, I have the power. So whereas you, you call human legions, he, he calls the angelic army. He said, don't you know, I can call 12 legions. Do you know 12 legions? A legion is 6,000 times 12. He said, I can call 12 legions to fight for me now. But in our kingdom, our weapon we wield is the weapon of humility. Are you following Jesus? Husband and wife, are you following Jesus? You do me, I do you. It's a question. It is, it is Bible we are talking about. It's not, that's why I say it's not what you have been taught by society. Especially what you were taught in your boys' school. Hey! That brain, sharp brain, pack, 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 in. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about godliness. The one that the boys' school people, they buy. Sharp guy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you listening? People will share from that. See that they can't lift their head. I said, We are talking about humility here. Humility, humility, humility. You be hard guy, hard guy. So, to answer your question, I learned from that day I'm proud. I learned it, Pa. And when you see the car that the guy smashed, Noah, in a mood to know. You can see that he can't afford <laughs> even the bumper he can't afford it. <laughs> Yet, hey, wait, hey, he came to hit the thing. He came to use the motor to hit the car, the back. He said, hey, hey, hey. So, like you said, humility can be learned. From that day, I learned that I must be humble. 
Because that thing I imagine in my heart, moto ni biye no ni no crossy. And I also continue to say it in my heart. Me born we are not speedy off. Me if I don't call hospital kra. So be being here, I come here. I'm the one who is wicked. Maybe I'm wicked. So you, I'm telling you the story about my life. So you dear, you are perfect, isn't it? <laughs> you see, there are things that drive men to the extreme. See, I will never agree because of pain. But humility will act besides the pain. Humility will set aside the pain, the confusion, everything. When the Lord called me, he said, raise the people who are godly, people who fear me. Not people, not people. They use Christianity for the advantage. We are here to be godly. Praise the Lord. So humility can be learned. And humility can be prayed for. In fact, I will say this. Everything you want to do and learn from others, you must actually pray for the grace to be able to do it. Because I believe that it is a grace that is operating on them. That's why they are good at it. So you too can pray, Lord, give me the same grace to be able to operate this way. Hallelujah. Please, any question? Then we finish. You have a question? Okay, please ask. Uh, please, where do we draw the line between humility and being bold? Okay. For instance, uh, you find yourself in a situation that the people you are leading are older than you, mm. have much more experience than you, more mm -hmm. qualifications than you. <laughs> okay. So, um, when it happens that way, one of the things, that, that means you're in a leadership role. And leadership is most of the time by example. What it means is that people will not just do what you tell them to do, but they only do what they see you doing. So let me put it this way. You are the thermostat of that group. They are the thermometer of the group. They only read the temperature you bring. So to be bold is to do what is right no matter what. To be bold is to do what is right no matter what. To be humble is to not insist on your own gain and right. D did you get it? So to be humble is not to insist on your own gain or right. It, it could be that this is rightfully yours. This rightfully you deserve it. But when you sense a contention about it or you read the people you think that they will have a certain notion in their minds you can forgo it you can let it go so when it happens that way when it comes to doing what is right you are bold about it when it comes to getting something insisting on your own right and welfare you can shun it you can say let it go and one of the things about that is this when you do that you actually unlock a door that they don't have control over you understand that you unlock a door that they don't have control over but God himself opens it for you and that's why I've always said in this church over and over again if the Lord wants to give you a blessing and no man in this world is ready to give it to you God will cause angels to come and give it to you it's a fact hallelujah but men could that them in Sudan 
Don't ever do that. This is just by the way. Don't ever be in your room and cry as though God cannot help you. Never do that. When, when the tears are coming, turn it into praise and worship. Did you hear the secret? The weapon. <laughs> when you turn it, the devil will say, I wanted to depress and suppress this person, but it is not working. How do I go about? What's any plans? Praise the Lord. You will, you will spoil everything the devil wants to do. Hallelujah. Please. Are we okay now? Thank you very much. Can we please be upstanding? Can we please be upstanding?